Hi, welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself continue our discussion on baptism. Welcome to Being Lutheran. I'm Pastor Brett Bow, and I have with me today... Pastor Jason Goodham. And Pastor Brian Rickey. All right, it's our baptism bonanza. Baptism bonanza. Baptism, baptism, yes. baptism, all day, every day. <laughs> this is like sports, 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 sports. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah that's a inside joke for Minneapolis Right, residents. there you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, we have had several conversations about how to handle this mm-hmm. and how to move through the material and how to proceed yeah. from here. And what we've decided in an unusually detailed pre-production meeting <laughs> is that we're just going to roll with it. We're going to talk about baptism until we're done talking about baptism. And I think the <laughs> thing that came out of it is because there is so much controversy over this topic, uh, especially infant versus adult, mm-hmm. um, even and we're going to ta- address rebaptism as that was part of the pre-production meeting he's talking about. <laughs> I think because there's so much confusion that exists within the body of Christ, I think yeah. we would do a disservice not mm-hmm. to address some of those things and to talk about them in detail because mm-hmm. I think it's worth it and it's a beautiful sacrament that all of us ascribe to mm-hmm. and it honors and glorifies Christ. Yeah. And I think one of the weaknesses of the Lutheran tradition is that we are especially poor at explaining what we believe to people who disagree with us mm-hmm. and, and allowing them to at least characterize what we believe uh, properly. Mm-hmm. I think that shows up. Uh, we'll skip yeah, way there, ahead. There are straw men that pop up. And, yeah, mm-hmm. there's straw men. Well, it's even for those, you know, if we skip ahead to communion just for a brief second, who want to explain the Lutheran position on communion as consubstantiation. You know, it's like halfway between transubstantiation and symbolic. No, that's it's completely false. And we have these important topics like baptism. Lutherans need to do a better job of explaining to people who disagree with us what we believe. Mm-hmm. And we need to do so not by explaining why we disagree, but simply by saying, this is the truth we stand on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, it's always that's, that's stand good. for something instead exactly. of stand against something. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say that. So. Yeah, even if that means that other Christians might view us as maybe not Christian or not uh, not biblical in a sense. You know, I, I guess I'm willing to, not willing, I mean, I'm saddened that people, other believers in Christ would say, you know, your viewpoint is, is not a Christian viewpoint or not a biblical viewpoint, but that's not going to change the fact of look, us looking at scripture saying, this is what we're seeing. This is, this is a truth. Well, and I would hope that any Lutheran who is interested in interacting and, and even just for themselves, knowing what they believe and why they believe it. Thank you, White Horse Inn mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Hey. Uh, uh, I would hope that any Lutheran, at the end of any conversation, interaction with a Christian from a different tradition, we're not talking about dealing with atheists or, mm-hmm. or other religions, a Christian from another tradition, that the person coming into that conversation would be able to walk away and at least say, well, it, it's 
they're grounded in scripture with what they believe, mm-hmm. that we can point to the objective reality of what we confess based on how scripture lays it out. Mm-hmm. That if we are being accused of what we believe not being in scripture altogether, that's a major problem. Now, if someone wants to disagree with our interpretive scripture, interpretation of scripture, that's a different issue. Mm-hmm. But hopefully we are, we are saying this is where God has delivered his truth to us in his word. And this is what we confess about that truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. And everybody else is wrong. And everyone else is <laughs> Just wrong. Kidding. And and we're right and deal with it. <laughs> yeah. No, and there is that aspect of grace too, that as we talk about the things that, that do sometimes divide us as brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in Christ, we do so um, with the grace and mercy of Christ. But standing upon the truths of scripture. Is that C.S. Lewis that talked about having conversations in the hallway with other believers of different stripes? Mm, and then, probably. I think so. Yeah, that's what this conversation feels like to me. Of you know, we're, we've been in our classroom talking Lutheran things, and and uh, now we get to be Lutheran out in the hallway with other church bodies. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's a helpful way to look at it or not. But yeah, it's it's just engaging. I mean, Lutherans mm-hmm. are have a long inglorious history of being accused of being arrogant. Um, part of that we've talked about is the nature of simply standing for what you believe in mm-hmm. in a postmodern world looks like arrogance. But simply confessing that you can know what you believe is truth, that's not an arrogant thing. Otherwise, the nature of belief goes out the window. Sure. But there, there is some truth to arrogance and, and kind of a haughtiness. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's probably endemic to any body that is confessional in nature where we just simply said, well, here's what we believe. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, we need to do better at humbly confessing the truth, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Scripture says preaching the truth in love, and you know, doing so winsomely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and hopefully, the, these next series of episodes, as we continue to talk about baptism, will will help clear some of that air and, and, and put a little bit more polish and shine on what we're doing instead <laughs> of uh, you know just swinging a mace in a crowded room. Yeah, yeah. So where do we start? I was going to say, you know, with. It's obvious that we care very deeply about baptism and, you know, a lot of different Christians say, well, baptism is just a really a secondary thing that should be maybe not even considered or or an afterthought, but baptism is a part of our our catechism. And, you know, one of the questions that will help guide us as we talk about this, just asking the question, why is baptism in the catechism? You know, is it a foundational primary doctrine? Is it a secondary doctrine? And those types of questions. And I would think that maybe, and, and, and this is where we're going to have a challenge, and, and let's just acknowledge that and get it out in the open, it will be hard to speak for other traditions and their objections because we're not in the midst of other traditions. Brian, you have a little bit more weight in this matter because you've come out of a different Christian tradition into the Lutheran tradition. Because mm-hmm. uh, Brett- I'm a basic theological mutt, basically, oh. <laughs> right? <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. Uh, Brett and I are both uh-huh. lifelong Lutherans. We're both... Uh, for the most part, right? For the most we're, part. I, yeah. For, there were a few years when I was a, a child that we were in a United Methodist church. Oh. Well, <gasps> but, yeah. But yeah, most part, mostly Lutheran. Advertising and opening for co-hosts of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been nice knowing you guys on the podcast. My final yeah. episode. <laughs> you know, well, I'm a lifelong Lutheran yeah. and I've been in the AFLC right. since second grade. Sure. 
um, when my grandpa moved from the old ALC mm-hmm. to the ELCA before, or to the AFLC before the ELCA merger in 1987. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't have any background in any other denomination other than mm-hmm. Lutheran denomination. So we, we have a problem with that. But I think acknowledging that problem is good, but also acknowledging that I think for a lot of Protestant traditions, the first step is that Lutherans, or I would say at least many Lutherans, consider the sacraments mm-hmm. to be a primary matter of faith, yeah. and other Protestants would recognize the sacraments as a secondary matter of mm-hmm. faith. Yeah, it just reminds me of books I read in high school uh, about Christian unity, and that was maybe a more of a buzzword back in the 90s, early 2000s-ish um, Let's all just get along. Yeah, right. The ecumenical movement. Ecumenical. I guess the thing I remember from that, every resource I looked at, it always talked about there's a lot of differences with baptism, so therefore it's a secondary matter. You know, what's most important is, you know, faith in Christ or some, you know, some sort of statement like that. Um, how do we interact with those types of statements? It's again, a lot of explaining is needed. So acknowledging that maybe those who would treat the sacraments uh, as symbolic or as acts of obedience rather than acts of God, which we addressed. Mm-hmm. Or an ordinance, they'll call it yeah. an ordinance, ordinance is yeah, what they'll right. call it. Yeah. Call it an ordinance. Yep. Uh, would need to understand that mm-hmm. we acknowledge the sacraments as a means of grace, as a method and mode by which God delivers the forgiveness of sins, that he distributes salvation. Uh, we think that, you know, we had the whole fun last set of episodes with the difference between effective and efficacious. <laughs> but What that, does that mean? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, uh, that the sacraments in the Lutheran tradition are based and founded on the effectiveness of God's word, that mm-hmm. God's word does what it says it does. So even when it is applied mm-hmm. visually and externally, that it, it's still a valid way of applying salvation. In uh, in working in a way, especially in the case of infant baptism, which will come up several times now as we move through these discussions, <laughs> working in a way where we can't see a a cognition of faith, a a, a visible confession of faith in the case of an infant, mm-hmm. you know, and, and part of the Lutheran confession is: Do babies need to be saved? Are they sinners? And if the answer to that is yes, if you hold to the doctrine of original sin, the next logical question is how are they saved? Mm -hmm. Uh, The sacraments, Lutherans confess, are uh, a way, especially the sacrament of baptism, Mm -hmm. that God has given us to apply that free gospel to an infant. And of course, I think think a lot of maybe the hesitation or the consternation of a, of a Baptist, someone that's coming from more of a Baptist standpoint or an mm-hmm. adult pi- baptizing standpoint, looking for that cognitive, mm-hmm. you know, confession of faith is that there are some practices within Lutheran denominations that it's almost like what I would call an eternal security aspect of baptism, where you're mm-hmm. baptized. Once you baptized, just, always yeah, saved. Exactly. Yeah. And you can live any way you want to live, and you don't really continue in the faith, as Luther said. You just never go to church again, and all of a sudden you are you got your hocus-pocus formula, and you're good to go. And I think a lot of their um, reaction is to that mindset. So how mm-hmm. would we address that? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of the reaction, just like probably a lot of what we react to when we disagree with Calvinism or when we disagree with Arminianism or anything else, we are reacting to a caricature 
or a corruption mm-hmm. of what is the actual belief, you know. And so uh, I know people in the Lutheran church who react to the notion of going to an ELCA funeral and hearing, well, I know Bob hasn't been to church in 87 years, but we know he was <laughs> baptized, so he must be in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should react to that. That's bad theology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we address this. We don't do it to the point of throwing out baby with the bathwater. Uh, <laughs> which is literally a, which yeah. is a very <laughs> pertinent. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily going for that. But, <laughs> yeah, but not a washing of dirt from the body. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... I think the best place to start when there's objections against the corruption or misunderstanding of baptism by Lutherans Mm -hmm. is first we explain that again with baptism, again with the sacraments, it's a matter of law and gospel. Yeah. Okay. We we talked about this a couple episodes again, but we cannot repeat it enough. Mm -hmm. The sacraments are pure gospel. Yeah. They are there for comfort. They are there for assurance so that if you have an unrepentant, Sinner, if you have mm-hmm. someone living in open, obstinate sin, they have no access to their baptism. It is meaningless mm-hmm. for them. And in, in 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 doing this to acknowledge part of what's going on in this debate too, I want to get out here before we move past it too far. Mm-hmm. We have to be careful when we talk about faith. Mm-hmm. That the 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 term, the word, the concept. There's a lot of baggage with that. Well, there is. It has to be defined in order to have to this be. conversation. And, and just the way that it's presented in Scripture has multiple meanings. And you, can I say that I will confess that going into a Lutheran seminary, I did not ascribe to infant baptism. That was the key for me. Where does faith yeah. come from? Right. That right. was that was the kicker for me. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think that's the why of this. Then when you understand where faith comes from. Infant baptism just makes sense at that point. Yeah, right. Well, it's, is it divine monergism or not? And then it's, again, it's, it's layer upon layer upon layer in Scripture. Uh, saving faith, like Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, mm-hmm. faith is a gift of God. It mm-hmm. comes from God. We have nothing to do with it. That, those verses, that definition of faith is at the root of infant baptism. Yeah. It is at the heart of all salvation mm-hmm. so that even the adult who hears an apologetics presentation for the defense of the gospel, the moment that adult believes, Mm -hmm. in spite of all of the evidence he's heard, that faith is a gift of God. The faith that saved him is a gift that comes from God. It's not a muscle we flex. It's not anything within Mm -hmm. our own. It's not an attitude, like it says in some systematics books for other denominations. It is purely a gift of God Mm -hmm. and given by God to receive the saving faith of Jesus Christ. you know, I, I've said that sometimes with my people that if you're an adult saved at, at 87 years old or 17 years old, you're saved in the same way as as how God saves an infant at baptism. Amen. It's yep. it's the same type of same grace. You are the bones laying lifeless in mm-hmm. the valley of the dry bones. Yes. with Ezekiel, I love that analogy. And yeah, the Holy Spirit is breathing life. Equips life. you with flesh and blood and mm. life. That's Amen. what it looks like. And, and in fact, the Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 passage starts uh, out. The gospel we junkie were, in me is... is <laughs> get the, yeah. the, you know, <laughs> me too. We're all, all of us yeah. are like on the edge of our seats. It's like, like itching to say something. But, yeah. you know, for as often as we go to Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It's mm-hmm. the gift of God that no one may boast. But verse 1. Verse 1, you are dead in your trespasses and sins. And I mm-hmm. ask my congregation almost every Sunday, what can a dead person do to save themselves? Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, good. Okay. I love what... Or, uh, what um, 
Luther said, he says that faith is the organ by which uh, we receive the grace of God. And that organ is not ours. It's something that's given yeah. by God as yeah. a gift. Good. Uh, but then from there, we would recognize in Scripture and to throw a bone to our Baptist friends or whatever, that there is a faith of cognition. There is a... Absolutely. There, th- that our faith... Faith uh, grows. Their faith, faith grows. Mm-hmm. There's an active confession to our faith where, you know, where the Baptist traditions would talk about an age of accountability. Guess what? In the Lutheran tradition, we have confirmation. Well, it's continuing mm-hmm. in the faith of your baptism, as again, Luther yeah. would say in the large catechism, that that's the proper use of your baptism is to continue in the faith that was given at mm-hmm. that baptism. Mm-hmm. That's the proper use of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, to, and I love that phrase, Brian, the continuing in the faith of your baptism. Again, that's a long gospel term. Right, is that uh, for those who have the need of comfort as they're walking the Christian faith and struggling against sin, you know, uh, with Hebrews, let us, or is it Romans? I'm getting my New Testament reverence, let us throw off the sin that so easily ensnares us. Yes, Hebrews. Yeah, Yeah, Hebrews Mm -hmm. 12. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, Sin does easily ensnare us. And when we are broken in our confession and in, in our repentance, we have the comfort you've been baptized, you're a child of God. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. even in going through seminary. I I would equate an experience I had with God, which was a genuine experience uh, at the age of twenty four, where God just pursued me, and mm-hmm. um, through His Spirit, through His power, I surrendered to Him because I couldn't surrender in my own strength. But in the same thing, it was already there in the beginning. So some people would say, "Oh, that's when you were saved." And I had to, I had to retweak my language and begin to say, "No, God revived the faith that was given at my baptism, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and He did." And so again, that beautiful picture of of Jesus saying in the parable of the sower, the seeds, and the power of that seed. Um, man, seeds can grow dormant mm-hmm. for for a while or for a time, depending on our situation. And boy, God revived mm-hmm. that that um, that seed. And I I think of um, Isaiah where it says, "A faintly burning wick He will not quench." Mm-hmm. And I see the picture of my Savior pursuing me, cupping His hands around the candle. Of my heart mm-hmm. blowing life yeah, into that, that wick was that was about to be extinguished. Mm-hmm. And so ah uh, anyway. So I think so, it's important to understand where yeah. faith comes from in this discussion. And I think you know, we're talking about faith, we're talking about salvation and grace and and Jason, you said in our uh to not be heard uh bonus material pre production <laughs> time today that you said something that I don't know if I've ever heard a Lutheran say this, but in, in terms oh, of boy. Well, no, I'm just... <laughs> the views are about to be expressed. Yeah, that yeah, time. right. Uh, now, now I'm going to butcher what you no, said. No, it's good. It's good. Um, but I think you said something on the lines of the reason we view baptism as a primary doctrine is because it, we're talking about salvation here. Or, or I'm probably not saying exactly no, how you said it. It's, it's built into even in the large catechism. One of the first things Luther says in the... Uh, in the uh, large catechism section about baptism is without the sacraments, you can't be a Christian. Now that should make everyone kind of go, what, you know, it's kind of a, that's an uncomfortable statement, but when you unpack it, Mm -hmm. when you look at it, you go down to the atomic level of what Luther is saying. It's that the means of grace, Mm -hmm. including the sacraments are a matter of salvation. Mm -hmm. That again, it, it goes back to the discussion Salvation was won for us, mm-hmm. 
in history, yeah. a specific place, Across a specific tune. time, mm-hmm. 2,000 years ago on a cross outside of Jerusalem. That's where salvation was won for us. But the question for the church now and for the last 2,000 years is how is salvation delivered? Mm-hmm. And this is where we have the doctrine of the means of grace mm-hmm. through the word and through the sacraments which apply the word. And of course, this is a primary ministry of the Holy Spirit, which other denominations Mm -hmm. would describe. So I think sometimes it's just semantics, but sometimes it is a misunderstanding of how we view the sacraments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I think a lot of the misunderstanding is that uh, when people think about the sacraments, when they think even about what Lutherans do with the sacraments, what they're doing is they're divorcing the sacraments from both the word of God and the ministry of the Spirit. Okay, mm-hmm. what well, we we have to invert that. How are we saved? First, it's by the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Okay, how does the Holy Spirit work through the, the word. word of God? Yeah. Where is the word applied, as it is preached, and as it is administered in the sacraments mm-hmm. in the Lutheran Church? And Lutherans need to be much better at explaining this. Mm-hmm. The sacraments are never ever apart from the Word of God no. and the work of the yeah, Holy Spirit. Absolutely, right. ever mm-hmm. never. I always really make that really evident in in both the administration of the Lord's Supper as well as baptism. That it's not just the water. Mm-hmm. It's not just this act. It is solely and only flowing through the mm-hmm. power of God's Holy Word and the power of the ministry of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. according to what Christ has done in accordance with the Father's will. Yeah, good. It's always this Trinitarian formula uh, that brings salvation to us through the great salvation of Christ Jesus by means of the Holy Spirit, according to the Father's will. It's not the water. It's not the bread. It's not the wine. It is the power of God mm-hmm. through his word. Mm-hmm. And and I think it, it bears bringing up another point of distinction between us and different denominations is that the, the work of the Holy Spirit, the Lutherans confess the Holy Spirit generally, normally, regularly works through certain ways, certain avenues, that uh, he's not just this free agent who spontaneously does whatever he wants, whenever he does, kind of wells up in expressions of emotion. That our our teaching from scripture is that the regular activity of the Holy Spirit is to work through the word. You know, Jesus in John 16 says the three activities of the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit are convict the world of sin, convict us of righteousness, and convict us of judgment. Mm -hmm. Right? That is, it, it happens through the preaching of the word, law and gospel. And so when we say uh, that the work of the Holy Spirit is to save, we're not talking about this internal connection where a light bulb suddenly turns on and you're, you're dancing around the sanctuary. It's that the Holy Spirit is working through the word of God and God has given the word to save us. Mm-hmm. Romans ten seventeen, faith comes through hearing, hearing through the word of God. Why does faith come through hearing the word of God? Because the Holy Spirit works through the word of mm-hmm. God. Yeah. And, and that's a fundamental confession for a Lutheran. Yep, and working in the faith that God has given us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, good stuff. Cool. Well, let's we wrap up at this point. Uh, well, I mean, we're going to keep talking about baptism. You'll have to come back, ne- come back next week, friends. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, right. We're going to be talking about baptism, baptism. next week. <laughs> hey. Same bat time, same bat place. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Brian, do you have any verses for I do. us? I know I read this not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, but I think it's, it's okay. bears reading again. I'll allow it. Yeah. John <laughs> chapter three, Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, 
Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please join us next week as we continue our discussion about the sacrament of baptism. God bless you and have a great week.